0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then, Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast, if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, and I'm here with another guest, and she is Miss Julie Ryan. Julie, say hello to our
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Julie is a woman after my own heart. Like me, she is a psychic and medical intuitive. And she can sense, this means that she can sense what medical conditions and illnesses a person has and facilitate their energetic healings. She also can communicate with both uh, the spirits from both the alive spirits who are alive and those who have passed. And she can scan animals as well, access people's past lives, and remove ghosts from homes and other buildings. Um, And she can also tell how close someone is to transitioning. Her book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition from This Life to the Next, describes a and she'll show us the, the book, describes a series of events that involves angels, multitude of deceased family and friends, The Spirits of Deceased Pets and Countless Serendipitous and Miraculous Moments. She has also written children's books. I have two titles here. One is Angel Messages for Kids and the other is Angel Messages for Dogs. They're both picture books and have angels answering the kids' tough questions. So each week she also added to the many hats she has. She uh, scans callers on her own podcast called Ask Julie Ryan that is heard by millions in over a hundred countries throughout the world. Julie's a businesswoman, an inventor, an author, a radio show host and podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. Her surgical device inventions are sold globally, and she has founded nine companies in five different industries. And I will include all of the ways you can contact her through her social media. Julie, now I'm out of breath. So that means you're going to have to start speaking. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank well, you. Thank you. What a delight start. to be with you. It, it is so I'm so glad that um, you have taken the opportunity. I know that you're in Alabama now. Is that right? Yes, Birmingham in central on Central time. Um, exactly. There are a number of things that I want to talk about, but let's first start this way, if you're game. All right, so we have Julie Julie was born somewhere, okay, and she also grew up somewhere. I uh, looking at you, and I have the benefit of video for those who don't. she is a, I would have said, a cheerleader. In high school, something like that, (laughs) someone who dates the captain of the football team or something like that. Julie, what was your high school years like? What were they like?
1: I wasn't a cheerleader. I did not date the captain of the football team. I did date a football player because my brother was one. And so I hung (laughs) out with him and all of his friends, but grew up in Columbus, Ohio, Claudia to uh, a very, um, you know, normal family i guess one of four second of four children went through 12 years of catholic schools I graduated see. from the ohio state university Ooh. was in a <laughs> sorority went to work back, i graduated from college in 1981 mm-hmm. and back then there were quotas for to hire women so Ooh. i was part of that trend where big companies would hire they they had a certain number of women that they would hire. So well, this I is good took advantage of it. What the heck? I thought yeah.
0: it was only on paper. So you were one of no. the lucky ones. This is good. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, they
1: did. And, well, I'm assuming I don't. I never read my <laughs> HR file that said, okay, check the box. She's a, yeah. she's
0: yeah.
1: helping the quota. But I started my first company at 25.
0: Mm-hmm. Put myself and what through was college. That all
1: about medical device industry. I've always, I was always in that medical device. When I was in college, I worked in a big metropolitan hospital in public relations in the summers between Mm -hmm. schools, between school years. I I went through 12, we had quarters back then. I went through Uh 12 quarters and I paid my own, all my own college expenses. So Uh I worked three jobs in the yeah. summer times and worked two during the school year, part-time, two part-time jobs. So I worked in public relations in a big 600 bed uh, level one trauma center mm-hmm. and really liked working in the medical environment, but knew I didn't want to work in a hospital. I knew I wanted sales. Mm-hmm. And so I went to work for a big hospital supply company called American Hospital Supply, which is now Cardinal Health, mm-hmm. and went to work for them right out of school and got into the medical business. And I, I think we're all led to go yeah, through sure. those experiences. Sure. And sure. and then I started my first company at 25 and, and actually started two at 25. Yeah. One was a, a surgical device that I invented and then licensed to a big global company. And then In future years, I had surgical devices, others that I invented that I manufactured and distributed globally through my companies that I owned. So, and then I was in the long-term care industry as well.
0: Mm. Um, I just always had my fingers in medical. In the medical field, you were not Mm. a drug pusher because that would have been pharmaceutical, so. (laughs) Right, no, I was hospital supplies. So I was
1: in the hospital calling on different departments, worked for a great big distributor when I was employed. And then uh, when I started my own companies at 25, then I was primarily in orthopedic surgery. Ah. Uh, Initially vascular, but then- Into orthopedic, and all my inventions are orthopedic surgery related. They've been on the market for over 30 years.
0: Thank goodness. Still are. are. That is a success story, by the way. So let me just take a step back. While you're talking about your college years, you mentioned you were part of a sorority, and that is um, quite a specific uh, experience that not many people have. Can I ask, what did that bring to you personally? Great question. And now I
1: live in Birmingham, as you mentioned, Birmingham, Alabama, in the Southeast United States. And I'm a a volunteer sorority advisor at the University of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And there are 450 girls in the chapter from 38 states. The sorority experience, in my opinion, is one of the best leadership training platforms for women, because the the caliber of the training that these young women get is, is similar, if not the Mm -hmm. same as what corporations do in -hmm. leadership training, big companies. And so I, when I was in college was running the recruitment for Uh two years and I had a a huge budget. And then I, in the chapter that I was in at Ohio state, we had 110 girls. So in order to put all of a week of these uh, events and the behind the scenes and all of that was amazing management experience for me Mm -hmm. and amazing financial experience for me, running a budget, Mm -hmm. overseeing managers that were in the sorority that were running different facets of their recruitment process and all of that. And, And then it's parlayed into me being an advisor. And I love working with my girls. I've been there for 13 years Good. at the University of Alabama. I go over on Monday nights. And and then I I train the girls on life lessons. I'm going to give a okay. talk to the whole chapter here in a couple of weeks. And yeah. And I incorporate woo-woo and I incorporate presentational skills and yeah. and interpersonal communication and things like that. It's really an amazing platform from a, a management and a, just Point. a life management training mm-hmm. standpoint. Plus they're meeting people from all over the country. yeah. And so their network gets very broad because yeah. they have contacts all over the country for not only when they're in school, but also when they graduate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So from what we've spoken about so far, for me uh, to see you as a mes- medical intuitive is, is like a hop, skip and a jump. And there you are. But really, it's not. I mean, psychic skills and psych- psychic uh, energy, the psychic abilities are does, don't really happen that way. And for you, would you sh- like to share how that started
1: for you? Sure. Sure. No, I I learned how to do all this woo woo stuff that I do. I am I hate not a psychic.
0: Woo woo well, stuff. <laughs> you hate terrible. it? I love it. Well, it's, it's it fabulous. is an, derogatory when you say woo woo in the in the spiritual realm. It is derogatory. Believe me.
1: That's your perception
0: of it. My oh. perception
1: of it is it's yeah. fun. It's magical. It incorporates everything mm-hmm. spiritual. It yeah. it's um it's the opposite. Of your perception of it, which is yeah. why I use it. So I, would I, rather say it, I learned how science. to do all of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I am not a psychic who's had dead people chasing her since childhood, or if I did, mm-hmm. I didn't know it, let alone mm-hmm. what I would have done yeah. with that information. Yeah. So I tell people I'm a businesswoman who learned how to do woo-woo, and I'm a buffet of psychicness. Mm-hmm. Because once we tap into spirit, mm-hmm. we're able to Talk to people who are deceased. Communicate with spirits that are alive. Do past lives. Do medical stuff. Mm -hmm, Do pet mm -hmm. communication. Yeah. When was the first time that
0: happened to you? When did you start? I
1: studied it for six years in a very Uh formalized curriculum. Mm -hmm. And and the thing that came in first for me, and I talk about this in my book. I got a whole chapter about what my history is. But the first thing, can you? I was show us your book. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> angelic attendance. Angelic what really attendance. happens as we transition from this life into the next? Okay. and, and so I, uh, I was interested in medical stuff. Right. I read Carolyn Mace's book. Yeah. Anatomy of the Spirit. And she called herself a, a, a medical intuitive. I thought, what the heck
0: is uh, that? You, Carolyn Mace. Okay. Yeah.
1: Carolyn Mace she works with architects.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I read her book and then i i thought well i want to learn some more and so i went to the bookstore cuz back then we didn't have the internet yet right. this is 30 years ago right and i found barbara brennan's book hands of light another
0: wonderful uh, yeah. master for us yeah right and barbara she Brennan. for those of you that don't
1: know is a former nasa physicist who parlayed very complex quantum physics principles into understandable English for the non-scientific mind. That would be me. Mm -hmm. And and it was about how to utilize energy to heal. And so I read her book and I wanted to know more and I called her school and I asked if there was somebody in my area teaching this stuff. And sure enough, there was. So the first thing that really led me to it was the medical stuff, because I was was designing and manufacturing surgical devices to help people heal. So that was always my my interest, interestingly enough, though Claudia, I went to a psychic when I was about twenty-five, mm-hmm. and she said, "You're going to do something in the medical arena that's going to benefit the masses globally." There you go. And I thought, okay. And then when I was doing <laughs> my inventions that are still sold globally, I you thought, thought well, it was it. that? But, well, I think I think that was uh-huh. that was part of the equation. And now I work with people as a medical intuitive, and and. uh you know, energy healer with people from all over the world. Yesterday, I talked to somebody in the morning in Istanbul and somebody in the afternoon in Sydney, Australia, and somebody midday in Canada, and mm-hmm. then saw a couple people in America. So
0: I talked yeah. to people all over the world. Yeah. And um, let me ask you, when, um, because there's also in your background, there's this hypnotherapy for past life regression. Do you do past life regression? I don't. I Ah, do what I call past life scans. There's
1: no hypnosis involved. I I will connect with the person. And then I envision myself in this, excuse me, endless hallway. That's very narrow, very tall ceilings. And it has large square mirrors that line the walls, both vertically and horizontally in columns. And each mirror represents a different lifetime. So we'll Mm -hmm. ask a question like, does Claudia have a past life? that is affecting her love of Italy and living Mm -hmm. in Rome. And then the lifetimes that correspond with that will come out from the wall as if they're on a hydraulic Mm -hmm. arm. And then I'll envision myself walking into the mirror and I'll be given a scene. I'll be shown a scene. It's like I'm watching a mini movie in my head and I'll be given the year,
0: where it was, what was Mm -hmm. going on, and then we'll correlate that with your current life. uh, You're describing from another viewpoint what the hypnotherapist does when we conduct past life regression sessions and we guide right. people to do that, going down the hallways right. and entering rooms, you know, which is fascinating. Yeah. But if you do um, hypnotherapy or, or hypnosis, if you are adept with that, I'm, I, am I making this I'm up? I'm not. Now? Oh, okay. Then I made it out because you said past lives. That's right. And I just took it for granted. But I do
1: what I call past life scans. So
0: that's what I was describing. Mm -hmm. So it's just
1: very fast. It doesn't involve hypnotherapy at all. Uh It's it's what I perceive from spirit by Mm -hmm. connecting with the person spirit, what I perceive then. And then oftentimes we can corroborate the information with historical documents. I have endless stories about Mm -hmm. that where we've been able to yeah. corroborate the information we get with historic documents that are online because the internet makes it so easy
0: yeah it does it does um then you speak about uh, energetic clearings of properties of homes and and properties could be anything i guess my business is the same that i do which yes, is fascinating isn't it? it it is fascinating because you know at least when it when I work on it, I could pinpoint exact the exact area of you know the corner, the nook, the cranny where there is a mirror, or where there is a a, a place where no one goes, and that's where there is the energy to clear out. It's fascinating, really, isn't it? Um, have you found uh, because you have people calling in on your show on a weekly basis? Have you f- come across since uh, COVID has been upon us. The fear, when you discuss their past lives or anything involving their uh, medical condition, are people fearful when they speak? Do you notice that? Do you pick up on that? Oh,
1: yeah. Everybody's in fear with the COVID mm. stuff. I think it's lifting a lot because they're finding that a lot of the information that we've been fed is not correct. Yeah. And so the the fear is dissipating. And I think the news cycle is off of it because of the the um, situation in the Ukraine with Russia. Well, with that yeah. whole conflict. So I think that it's not in the news cycle and people are not surrounded by it like they were for the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. and countries are lifting their requirements and going back to normal mm-hmm. or, or some semblance of nor- normalcy. But also I think a lot of good has come out of it. I think people have had the opportunity to reevaluate what they want to do with their careers. In some instances, mm-hmm. people have... I talk to people who say i've I've always wished I had more time to read or more time to spend with my family, and they have received that during the covid thing. I think that companies have been able to figure out that they don't have to have all their employees in an office building that right. they can be very efficient working from home, and that saves the employee sometimes hours of time a day and commutes and Getting ready in the morning and all of mm-hmm. that. So I think there are definitely there are definitely things that are a silver lining to this black
0: cloud that we've been under for a couple of years. Well, uh, our consciousness has definitely taken a shift. Has definitely shifted since this um, this pandemic. I was interested in knowing what brought you to the children's books, and I want you to show us this, the audience for those of you who can see. Julie? Yes, sure. So Angel Messages books, for Cats,
1: that's my newest one. <laughs> angel Messages for Cats. How cute. darling, Claudia because can you see the yeah, yeah. illustrations are so yeah, yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's my latest one, Angel Messages for Kids. Uh-huh. Is the first one Very and colorful. Angel Messages for Dogs. For dogs. And they yeah. all have the the colorful illustrations. Oh. How they came about is I've had so many moms throughout the years say to me, can you please write a book that I can use to, there were three main things to explain to my child, how my child can see spirits of deceased loved ones that Uh I can't see. And they get information from these deceased loved ones that come to visit them perhaps in their room. And some of these kids are still in a crib, but they're verbal. Yeah, And how do they know information about my grandfather who's been dead for 20 years? And I don't know it. I've got to check with my family and the information's corroborated, you know, and validated. Number one, number two, how does my child know information about past lives? Mm -hmm. And, and again, we can validate the information that they're getting with historic documents and this child can't read yet. So how do they know this Mm -hmm. information? And then the third thing, Claudia is, when somebody dies, when a loved one dies, how do we explain to little Johnny that grandma's in heaven now
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're at the funeral home for the visitation hours? And little Johnny right. says, No, she's not. She's asleep in that box up there. She's in the yeah. casket. They've got an open casket yeah. for the viewing or the, you know, yeah. or the visitation hours. So that's how it came about. And they've been so well received. And they're primarily about like angel messages for cats. It's about how cats like to Mm -hmm. climb trees and they jump up on countertops and they Mm -hmm. hide in tight spaces and stuff like that. And then, oh, by the way, you know, when your cat dies, their spirit stays around you and you can still communicate with them. So it helps the child not... I find that children start shutting down their intuitive abilities. We all come in with intuitive abilities. And we start to shut them down around the age of about seven because somebody in our life or some buddies uh, who are parents or grandparents or teachers or friends say, oh, that you're, that's just your imagination. You mm-hmm. can't really, you're not really talking to my deceased grandfather. So it helps children trust the intuitive
0: mm-hmm.
1: messages that they receive and then develop and enhance it as they go through their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: and it teaches um, their parents about it too.
0: Yeah, yes, the most important thing. Um, have you do you uh, do any kind of coaching or lessons, seminars, workshops for um, psychic uh, or medical intuition? I do.
1: Actually, I have a, a training called Angelica Attendant Training. I teach it once a quarter. It's live on Zoom. It's four mm-hmm. Saturdays. We've come a long way from Barbara Brennan's books and my taking six years to learn this stuff to, it's all done in, in four weeks, in a mm-hmm. month, on Saturdays for a Is few that hours. Also
0: uh, <clears throat> the information that people can access from your website. Yes.
1: Okay. Angelica Attendant Training. So they learn how to do all the stuff that I do medical Mm -hmm. intuition, energy healing, communicating with spirit, past lives, talking with spirit guides. They can tell how close to death somebody is through identifying the 12 phases of transition. I talk about that in my Angelica Mm -hmm. attendant book. Uh, All of that. I'm launching a new training in a couple of weeks, though, Claudia. Thank you for asking.
0: When does that start? start,
1: (laughs) It's going to start in the next couple of weeks, early April. Mm -hmm. And it's called Angels and Enlightenment Training. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be self-paced online, and it's going to be five half an hour segments. And that's only in uh, in communicating with spirit and the twelve phases of transition.
0: What happens okay. when we pass? Okay, so that when, is you're starting somebody to branch out. So, this is different res- with regard it's just to going to be
1: around. self-paced. The angelic attendance I training, see. I limit it to twelve students People. each quarter. Mm-hmm. First half of the class is lecture and discussion. Second half is practicum. So, right out of the gate, they're able to right. do this stuff. In the I practicum see. Practicum session. And it's but really the other fun. is self access. Um, right. And then we have a practice community of people who've been through my training multiple times a week. And it covers all the time zones around the world. And the graduates get together and practice. And mm-hmm. then in this new Angels and Enlightenment training, Graduates from my big class are going to facilitate the practice sessions for the the AET class. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about it.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. So when do you usually um, have your podcast? When does that air usually? It's it's
1: available for download, usually as of Friday mornings. Mm -hmm. We record it live. It's a syndicated radio show that we record live on Thursday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern. Mm-hmm. And it's a call in. People can call in and uh-huh. and ask Julie Ryan, ask a question on on any any topic, and, okay. and I'll, I'll communicate so is that, with spirit. Um, is that information answers.
0: also available on your website? Yes, okay. everything's at askjulieryan.com. Okay, I can see Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ask Julie Ryan, all attached. Julie, thank you so much for coming and taking the time. I'm so excited always to teach, to speak to someone who does this kind of work, and you know, hearing it from someone else. Well, it is a normal thing to do. This is what is to be done. You know, people are dying. You know, this is we have to embrace that, and we have to understand. Um, and it's an uh, eye open, It's refreshing more than anything else. This is what I like, and it's sort of helps to dissipate the fear when we can talk about it, you know? Um, I like that. I like that.
1: I have a gift for your listeners. May I share that? Sure. That's what I was waiting for. If anybody wants a copy of any of my books, you know, here's Angelica Attendance and the children's books, just go to askjulieryan.com and then click on the Ask Julie button Mm-hmm. And then just say, "Hey, I heard you on Claudia's show. I'd love a copy of your book. And if you have children or grandchildren, and you'd like a copy of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the children's books, let us know that as well. And we'll send you a, a free digital download of the book itself, and also the audiobook version. So okay. I'm delighted to share that as a gift with any of your listeners. And thanks for listening to the show today." Oh, that's great.
0: That's great. That's a wonderful gift. Thank you. Thank you. How you generous of you. I'm going to have you back, I hope, one day, Julie. <laughs> if you I would love the that. Time. Yeah. Thanks again. And you, good luck on all of these programs that you are creating, the seminars, the training sessions, which is really, really needed. It's really, you know, when Barbara Brennan passed, I thought, oh, no. Now what? now where do we go <laughs> you know her books are not enough you know um, but the
1: but the training that she offered has really come a long way a long in the way, past yeah. 40 years yeah. and so it's and especially with the advent of the internet we're able to transfer that energy and then people have it and then they practice it and then their yeah. abilities really get jump started again get enhanced over the years, then with practice, so yeah. uh, you know, God bless her and yeah, and God others who have really
0: paved the way for where we Hands are now. Of light, you and I, right? That's her book, "The Hands, Hands of, of light. light." It's still available. Mm-hmm. It's still possible to to read, I believe. Yeah, and I know that there are a number of people who have studied with her that also still offer um, classes, courses, seminars using her teachings um they do of, even though yeah. it's not the same but you know i guess she will be you know shining a star for us for for people like
1: mine Mine is a little bit different claudia just real fast mm-hmm. i'm like yeah. a human mri when i connect hmm. with somebody medically yeah. i'm seeing body parts internally oh, it's so like am i
0: so do i organs or an mri <laughs> yeah yeah and that's different
1: from Barbara's stuff. Well, that's different Barbara's from Barbara. Is... I wasn't
0: talking to her about that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's different. You know, the 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 way I work, I you I go through all of the systems, all of the organs, all of the uh, uh, bone structure, and if, the nooks and crannies, really, because it could be in in your metacarpal bone on your hand, you know, in be, in between the third, the fourth, and it becomes very specific because the more specific you can target negative energy, the easier easier it is for you to clear. This is, this is in my case, this is the way I work. But um, yes, it can be, it needs to be very specific, actually. Um, Mine is more of, I will connect with somebody and
1: the energy will go someplace like, let's say, their liver. And then uh I'll watch a healing on the liver. And then, uh, and then I'll shoot energy through them again. And it'll go to their, I don't know their left shoulder and there'll be a healing on the shoulder. And I'm actually seeing broken bones, torn ligaments, viral infections, bacterial infections, things like that. sounds like you're doing the
0: same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, facilitate healing. Sometimes I just have to, you know, put my hands in my head, my hair stands up and I'm thinking, well, how could these people walk with what I'm looking at, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, it's amazing. It is fascinating. And A lot more people need to be doing this because there's so much to be done, really. Um, Thank you so much for all of the information you've given us. And I'm sure people listening will flock to your seminars and your online um, courses. I I believe that. Well, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye, Julie. Bye now.